happy Wednesday. We're back. Absolutely. I'm David. I'm Emily. And we're here to continue talking about murder mystery games. And we finished up on Monday talking about Clue, which is the, the seminal murder mystery game that I think most people will know. But there are games that have kind of riffed off that. Yeah, I mean, Clue really starts with a great concept, like the idea that like somebody did something and that everybody has information that leads either away from everybody else or closer to this person, mm -hmm. and that you can ask each other questions and do your own little investigating yourself independently and make your own sort of judgments and leaps of faith to try to solve the crime. Yeah. One of the great things about Clue is that it's so kind of open plan, if you like, mm -hmm. in terms of not having mm -hmm. a heavy theme wrapped into it, other than the theme of what you're trying to do, that it's also been one of those things that they've been able to Re -theme, theme with so many... I don't know how many versions of Clue there must be now. Probably almost as many versions as Monopoly. I wouldn't be surprised, like and probably endless. many of them being the same as well, but yeah. I, you know, I know there's a, a Sherlock Holmes Clue there's and a, a Sherlock Simpson, Holmes Monopoly. There's a Simpsons Clue. Simpsons, Doctor Who. Yeah. Anything you can think of has been turned into this at some point in time, because all you really need to do is change the characters, the murder weapons, and the locations, yeah. and keep everything else the same. Mm -hmm. And some of them have added little extras. Uh, Clue, what was it called? Clue the Great Museum Caper, I think it was, that actually comes with a DVD or a soundtrack, I think. Nice. I don't know much about oh, it, but I know it's like, it takes it one, I think it's a DVD, and it takes things a little further and becomes not quite one of the old VHS games, but it's something along those lines. It may be a VHS, actually, but it's not quite as dictated, I think. Mm -hmm. There are a couple of games that have a clue-type feel to them, uh, and one of those that I have played just once a while ago, but I did enjoy it, was Mystery of the Abbey. Clue with monks. Absolutely. Uh, is this one you've come across? No, no, no. I, I've, I've heard of it, but I've never played it. I just like the idea. But the idea in this one is that you're in an abbey, and one of the monks has been murdered, and you're trying to find the culprit. Now, it has many of the same sort of concepts as Clue in the sense that you're moving around. You don't roll dice in this one, if I remember rightly. I think you just get to move two spaces and then do a thing. Uh, and this has that element of questioning the other players. But unlike Clue, where you simply make a suggestion and the first person that has a thing relating to it shows it to you. In this game, you, you will say something like, uh, how many bald monks do you have? And the idea is that the game is split into... or the, the the idea is the monks are split into three categories. They're either uh, bald or they have a hat. Um, they are either bearded or clean-shaven, and they are fat or thin. And you ask how many of a certain type of monk, and the player answers you back. And what you're trying to do is narrow it down so that you can work out the uh, details of the monk who has committed the crime. And there's one card in the game that is set to one side, and they're the culprit, of course. When you eventually think you've worked it out, you will say, you, you know, you make your accusation. But in this game, you don't win by accusing correctly. You get four points for doing that. And mm -hmm. you get two points for every declaration you can make during the game of saying, I think that they have, that they're bald, or I think that they're bearded. You also lose points if you make a declaration and you are incorrect. Oh, okay. So you may actually accuse but lose the game to someone else who got more details right than you did. There's no winner in murder. <laughs> right. But it's, I think I quite enjoy that concept. It seems like it makes the game a little bit more nuanced. Yeah. You know, like, it's not all about just, like, getting there first. It's about getting there best. You know, you don't want to throw innocent monks in monk jail, right? Right. And you, do, well, you also don't want to wait too long, because mm -hmm. someone else will get there before you if you mm -hmm. do. So it's this interesting kind of balance of speed versus uh, specificity. 
that I really enjoy in that. In a, hmm. it, that I think is is different to Clue, and I think elevates it slightly above Clue for me. But that's a really good game for those people who are looking for something a little bit different that does much of the same thing. Mm-hmm. There's also another game that is Clue-based, but does things with a bit more of a story emphasis to it. 221B Baker Street uh, is a game from a little while ago that I think scratches a very similar itch, but uses a little more adventure and a little bit less pure deduction to get mm-hmm. you there. 221B Baker Street being, of course, the address of the most famous detective in fiction, I would say. Oh, um, yeah, I'd say so. Our dear sweet darling Sherlock Holmes. Indeed. Uh, have you played this one, Emily? No, I haven't, actually. Oh, it's a fun little game. Um, you, it's a roll and move, so mm-hmm. you're, you're going to roll a dice and move that many spaces. So it's got a nice familiar mechanism to get you into the game. And you're running around London, going to different locations. And when you get to a location, um, you're playing specific cases. I think there's 50 cases that come in the base game. It's quite hefty. And you get to a location, and you look against the case that you're studying, and you look for the number that is associated with and you look in a big book and it's it's mm. anyone who's played something like Tales of the Arabian Nights if you've played that uh, or the old fighting fantasy game books that turn to page 50 and then read the text that's there and it's that premise um, and the idea is that the, the main sort of case book has told you what the case is and given you some idea you know this person died at the theatre oh well I'll probably want to go and check the theatre then not mm. always but probably uh, and when you get to let's say I go to the theatre and I turn to page 120 and I read that and it will give me a little bit of information it might say something like uh, he was seen acting suspiciously around the park or um, so and so said this or so and so saw this whatever it happens to be or it could just be absolute junk there's no information here mm. you just wasted your time and the idea is you run around the game board until you can put together the questions that the original casebook asked you which will frequently be who did it why and how yeah Sometimes there's a little more to it than that. And most of these cases are murders. I haven't played them all, so I don't know if they all are. I've played about 20 of them. I like that there's motive in this one. There that, is. That is something that lacks from original Clue, that yeah. you're always thinking about who did it and where and with what, but there's never a why. Yeah, you know? the only motive in Clue is to find the killer. Not yeah. You know, it's justice. Justice is the motive, and it's only a motive for the players. It's not actually a motive for the murderer mm-hmm. in the first place. But no, that element of the why and the story around it is really, really cool. And some of the clues that they lead you to are actually quite interesting. And they have that thing. That's the other thing, as well as being rubbish clues, you might find the same clue in two different places. And ultimately, Ugh. the idea is to run around. Mm. And once you've got the answers to those questions, get back to 221B Baker mm. Street, check to mm. see if you're right. And if you are, you win. And if you're not, everyone else plays on until they win. They Someone win. wins. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. It's a very, very simple game, but it's really enjoyable. And I think it, it certainly scratches the clue itch, but does it differently, which I know some people want. Mm. We've talked about Sherlock Holmes a little bit, and we've sort of mentioned in passing, like, Hercule Poirot and Agatha Christie stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen a single board game with any Agatha Christie character in it, which is upsetting to me. You know me what, you're right. I can't think of one either. I grew up reading not Sherlock Holmes, but all of the Agatha Christie books, and I loved them so much. And Hercule Poirot is such an iconic character with his little mustache and his <laughs> little Belgium self. And I think that he would lend himself really, he would lend himself very well to a board game. I think you might be right. I'd be interested to see especially with board games being the big thing that they are right now, whether something comes out on the back of the recent Murder on the Orient Express film. Mm. Um, Although the one thing I will say is I I haven't seen that film. I had heard it wasn't particularly great, um, but I have nothing to to base that on personally. But Murder on the Orient Express itself is a superb story. 
the question is, you know, how do you do a game based on it? Now, I'm just having a quick Google while we're talking, and actually, I can already see two Murder on the Orient Express board games listed. So I think the question is then, if they exist, why are we not aware of them? And why have they not seeped into our culture in the same way that Sherlock Holmes Holmes has? And in actual fact, I've just pulled up the entry on BoardGameGeek for the first one, and it's called Murder on the Orient Express. It's from 1967, and it's a Sherlock Holmes mystery game. Oh, dear. (laughs) That's not what I expected. I'm sure that the fact that Sherlock Holmes and all of his stories are public domain probably has something to do with it, right? Yeah, I think that's probably a lot to do with it. Agatha Christie passed away in 1976. Uh, And I know public domain laws are different in Mm -hmm. every country, but I would imagine that in most countries, uh, that's still under lock and key for, I think it's usually 70 years or something like that, or 50 years, I'm Mm -hmm. not sure. Um... But I would imagine that that is a lot to do with it, because goodness knows, especially in the past, board game creation was an expensive thing, and Mm -hmm. so having to pay for a license on top of everything else probably stopped a lot of things from Mm. happening. I wonder how expensive an Agatha Christie license is. I mean, is there no Agatha Christie content because the licensing is expensive, or is there no Agatha Christie content because no one's going to pay for the licensing, because there's no Agatha Christie content out in the world indicating that it would be successful because there's a licensing fee? You know, it's just sort of like endless negative feedback loop of me never getting any Hercule Poirot board games worth playing. (laughs) Well, maybe you will in 25 years or something like that. Um, There's, interestingly, uh, I'm seeing a link to an announcement from 2DO Games uh, about a game called Agatha Christie Hercule Poirot. But it's literally just an announcement uh, of the game existing and nothing past that. Uh, It's a start. It's a start. And I'll be interested to see. I, I hope there's more of this because I think Poirot is a really enjoyable character, mm-hmm. uh, and there much could be a lot more joyful of fun than Sherlock Holmes is. At least like old school Sherlock Holmes was such like a smug, yeah. sort of like low energy kind of guy. Well, he has his. I mean, Poirot has his dark side as well. Oh no, I don't mean. I don't mean like. A, I don't mean a. Um, he's a like angelic figure, but he's so much more like chipper. And, and there's he, more like, humor in him. There's more humor. You know, there's. I think there's much more room for silliness and lightheartedness within the character. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Another very, 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 very loosely clue-y game in that there's like a person, a place, and a murder weapon that I've played recently that I really enjoyed is a game called 13 Clues. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know this one. It's really, really good. I don't even know if it's out yet. I played it with a friend of mine that works for a board game company, so he tends to get stuff way before everybody else. Fair enough. But it's great. It's, um... For anybody that's ever played Hanabi, where you're trying to cooperatively assemble stacks of fireworks without having them explode in your hands, um, 13 Clues operates sort of similarly, but um, competitively. You have screens with cards facing away from you that everybody else can see, and the idea is that you have a card that is a person, a card that is a place, and a card that is a thing, and you're trying Mm -hmm. to figure out what they are by asking questions about... David, how many blue cards do you see? Or, like, how many men do you see? Or how many outdoor locations do you see? But what makes it interesting is that you have... You and everybody else has two cards behind your screen that only you can see, that nobody else can. Oh, interesting. So if I ask David, David, how many blue cards can you see? And David says three, then I can tell myself, okay, well, like, I can see that Jonathan has a blue card, and I can see that Coco has a blue card, but the third blue card, is that one of mine? Or is it the card that David's hiding behind his screen? Interesting. And the reason that it reminds me of Clue is that it also has those pads of paper with all of your information pre-organized for you 
so that you can sort of like aggressively scribble stuff off as you go. I want to play this. This There's a game called Code 777 that does a very similar mm. thing. You have three tiles facing away from you with numbers from 1 to 7 on them, and you're ultimately trying to guess the three numbers in any order, um, but the three numbers that are on your thing. And it's the same premise. I will ask a question. I'll say, can I see more brown or more pink numbers? And then I will answer it for the rest of the players. Mm. So I don't really get much information on my turn, but I will get information from everybody else's stuff. So, it, And this sounds similar to that, uh, and that has a pad as well, actually. But this sounds like it goes a little bit deeper with the cards behind the screens and I love that concept it's almost like taking a piece out of the game before you start to randomize yeah. it a little mm-hmm. and I like that element and of it's, uncertainty it's good because it's very quick too I mean yeah. I don't think we played a game that was longer than 10 minutes oh wow that's very quick yeah and it might have been just because I was really good at it and I won both games <laughs> um, within five minutes each time but uh, I don't think it's a particularly long and complicated game which is right. good because you find a lot of the um, the sort of murder mystery solve the crime figure out who did it who done it things kind of long that's you know? true there are a few and, and, and sometimes you just want to sort of like stretch your deductive muscles and you don't want to but you don't want to spend 45 minutes doing it yeah so this is good if you're looking for a sort of like quicker head scratcher of a deduction game yeah that makes a lot of sense. I, I like the sound of this. And checking online, it looks as though it may be out. Uh, Board Game Geek has the release date as 2016. Oh. Looks like it's probably in North America under Simon. Um, it is. And Gigamic originally, oh, okay. I think, maybe released it. And uh, DV Giochi in Europe. So I don't know if the Simon release date was also in 2016 or 2017 or whether it's still to come. But keep an eye out for that because that sounds like a great game. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably all we've got time for today. Uh, We're going to come back on Friday and talk about a few more games in this theme that are a little bit more involved uh, and a little bit on the longer side, as we uh, just mentioned. And hopefully we will see you there. Bye. Bye. Bye.